Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Live from New York City, the... And Auckland. At, well, I, well, I know where I am. You're in Auckland. No, I'm no, in... No, none of the listeners know where you Actually, are. Actually, where am I? You're in New York City. I'm in New York. You're in Auckland. That counts. That counts as live from New York City. Live from New York City. It's Saturday night. No, it's the. What's the opposite of a mecca? The embarrassment of the basketball world. It's a bit rough. It's Paul Williams, and what? uh, Wait, am I the embarrassment? No, no. New York City's the look. You're in New York City. New York City is normally called the Mecca or like the home of basketball because it's a goddamn disgrace. It's the opposite of that. I crafted a joke. Okay, but you made it sound like I was in the embarrassment of like the basketball. Well, you are that. Too. You are that too. So it kind of works in two ways. That's why it's a clever joke. It's time for the advanced analytics. I almost said the name of it right. The first episode of two thousand and whatever year we're in now. Season um, the, three. The two thousand two thousand three. Season three. Yeah, but it's not 2003. No, I didn't say that. It's 2019. I was being an asshole, sorry. Uh, The 2019 season is starting, and so are we. Let's play the music. Well, I'm going to say that was far from a convincing start to the podcast. But welcome back to... An NBA podcast. Don't try and get it back on track. <laughs> that will not be told what they can and can't say by China. Unless they give us money. If they give us money, we will say whatever. We'll do whatever. We, We're keen. But until then, we will say whatever. Whatever. <laughs> well, what sort of things do you think we say on this podcast that are going to be censored? Or do you think China will just be embarrassed that we're even doing the podcast and like just send us some corrections and stuff like that? Yeah, I don't know. This China story is going to get bigger and bigger because, you know, obviously now the fans in Toronto and Los Angeles showing up with um, shirts that say um, democracy for Hong Kong or whatever they say. It's a pretty tepid take um, for most of the world, but not for China, obviously, sadly. Um, It's going to go, obviously, bad for the players. It's going to affect LeBron James. It's going to haunt him. The whole thing is, is a disaster. Pretty crazy. I guess it's. I guess at the end of the day, I mean, I mean, while I feel, I, I, I don't support LeBron James's stance and stuff like that. I do feel sorry for the players that are losing money because it's all easy to say have some mor- morals and stuff and mor- morals until millions of dollars are ex- at stake. I, I think the right thing is happening though, and I guess the good thing to come out of this is it is shining a light on what a crazy, um, messed up place China is. Yeah. But um, I think Joe Harris had a good point that he's already getting paid way too much for like playing. No, this that's game. that's true. But when you're, it's all relative, right? Yeah. Like if you're but earning if, fifth, if, if you're LeBron James, it's like surely, like you you had a chance to go down as like 
a great, like a Muhammad Ali. Like all you had to do. <laughs> Paul hates LeBron James. Don't get me wrong. I hate LeBron James too, and I um and and, and I enjoy hating on him. And he definitely stuffed this up. But I can't wait to hear what you're going to say here. I just had to. No, to... don't you think he he had like a, an opportunity to be like a like yeah. an icon bigger yeah. than basketball. Yeah, it was and a he big just time. Threw yeah. it all away and ruined. He just ruined it. Also, he had an opportunity just to say nothing. He, but he not ruined it. Like we, we make yeah. too many snap decisions on people. Like LeBron through his career, like regardless of what you think of like his team switching and his um, decision and stuff like that, has overall been a pretty top guy, except for Taco Tuesday, which is the worst. He needs to be in prison for that. If China can put him in prison for that, I would appreciate it. Um, he tried to trademark Taco Tuesday. How? Anyway, I don't want to get into that. That just makes me. Uh, oh, oh, Okay, I was about to say Taco Tuesday makes me sick, but then I realized that we're talking about something that actually should make me sick, so I seem like an embarrassment, so I censored myself. Thanks, China, for nothing. Um, you're right, he had a chance to be a hero, but like mm. at the same time, it's, it, he doesn't, I mean, he already is doing a lot, and he, do, he doesn't really have to wade into this, but it was, it was not so much that he, he, he could have been, been silent as well. Stayed, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He could have stayed silent. Which would have been bad, like, you know, like, would, would have not been good, but at least it would have not been... He, would have been better than what he did. Well, I've always thought of LeBron... Man, this is really... So, this is supposed to be a prediction podcast, by the way, but we, it's, it's, good, we're, it's good we're touching on this. Um, I, I think that he... I've always thought of him as very smart, and I think that's the general idea around that. Like, obviously, he's a basketball genius and very good at that, but um, that's partly due to his amazing physical gifts. But off the court, he's like managed himself in a way that like we've never seen before. Like squeaky clean, and normally says and does the right thing. And this is a good example of him saying and doing probably the wrong thing. Um, but not only that, in those press conferences, and obviously that before or after practice, like it's it, he hasn't got a script or a plan or a. I mean, you assume he has a media manager who he talked this through with, but he just seemed like a bit of an idiot. Um, mm. He wasn't eloquent. He said really weird um, things and just, yeah, I mean, he, he spoke like I am speaking right now where he doesn't really know, he didn't know, really know where he was going with what he was saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, more importantly, we've got to um, address where we are and what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Paul moved to New York. Uh yeah, at the moment I'm in, I'm New York based. Uh, have currently been to two preseason NBA games. I went uh, last week. I went to the uh, Hawks versus the Knicks. Huge in game. Garden. Huge. Huge game. Highlight was um, Vince Carter hit three threes in a row. Everyone was going nuts. He he basically got cheered a lot by the fans. Like any time he did something. Yeah. Or even got it. And he hit three threes in a row. Everyone was nuts. Then the Knicks came down, missed, and everyone was like, um, Trey Young started dribbling up the court, and everyone was like, give it to Vince, give it to... I was literally saying, give it, shouting, give it to Vince. Yeah. And he threw it across to Vince, who pulled up for D3 and just uh, bricked it off the backboard. Um, but that was the highlight for me. And But then Vince actually hit a three to ice the game and win it. It was a tight game, but the Hawks won by about four in the end. Could I... But then the other... Yeah, sorry. Okay, what were you going to say? I'm, I'm jealous you're in New York and you're doing better than me. But can I just say, and this has never been the case, I'm going to throw out this ludicrous, this ludicrous situation, is Auckland a, a, a more relevant part of the basketball world right now than New York City? No. This week, Lonzo Ball, wait, what's his name? Not, Leangelo, what the, who's the ball brother? Lamello. Lamello Ball 
is coming to Auckland to play RJ Hampton in an Australian League clash that is more that is bigger than Hawks versus Knicks. No, well, this Wednesday, like, I'm sitting courtside, baby. Kyrie Irving and the Nets are taking on Carl Anthony Towns and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Are they bigger than um, L- oh, Lonzo Ball? I forgot the guy's name again. Lamelo Ball, yes. Um, have you seen that his team is sponsored by Slam? I almost wanted to get a jersey. Slam Magazine, the the, ma- yeah, the basketball magazine good. of my childhood. But it's it's especially good because they don't put the name of the um place where they're from, which is a dump hole. Um, an hour's north, uh, hour's south drive of um, Sydney called Illawarra. So they're called the Illawarra Hawks, but because they're Slam Magazine and it just says Slam and then Hawks, it sounds like they're a team called the Slam Hawks, which is an awesome name for a basketball team. Slam Hawks. Pretty cool. Slam Hawks. Sorry, you, went, you also went to see the Nets play um, I went someone. to the Nets play some Brazilian team, ah. like Branco or something. And uh, Were they named after the yeah. Argentinian dictator? No, I don't know what they were called. But um, Where's Franco I also, from, or is it, is, was he from um, Spain? I don't know. I just said Franco. They weren't called Franco. It was something like that. Weird name for a um, team, Franco. Yeah, <laughs> and no, now, but it was the like Brooklyn that. Nets take on Franco. <laughs> it was literally like that. I don't know what it was, though. But um, I also found out, sadly, I found out about the Brooklyn Nets do um, practice in the park, but I found out just the day before, and tickets were already gone. So what is I, practice I in the park? That. I think it's just like some event where they just the Nets are at a court and there's fans and I don't know, they play music and stuff. Wow. I didn't get to go though, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory they do a practice in the park. It'd be funny if they mm. practice, they like wheel in some hoops and like we're in Central Park just like on the grass, just like shooting some hoops would be sick. Um, we also, I went over to um, uh, New York on a separate holiday unrelated to Paul's, but we hooked up for the most expensive Uber ride I've ever been on in my life, 170 New Zealand dollars. Worth Is it, that though. how much it was? Yeah. I knew that was going to happen, yeah. though. But it turned out good, we, though, didn't it? We, we could have, Well, we nearly died several times in the Uber. Yeah, it was a frightening and expensive Uber through, through the suburbs of, um, of uh, East New York. But we got to go to the um, Brooklyn Nets training facility, which is the yeah. best Brooklyn, which is the best training facility in the NBA, like, like based on view, it, it looks over Manhattan. Absolutely, considering like the Nets, the Knicks tra- train in a dump hole, and most teams train like in just a shed connected to their stadium. Pretty amazing facility, and we also got to meet Sean Marks. It was unbelievable. Such a fun uh, day. So we, um, yeah, got a full tour of the training facility. What were highlights for you? I liked. There's, it was like the players' lounge or something. The and, Wi-Fi um, password was Nets 2019. If anyone's near the Brooklyn Nets um, training facility and wants to get on that that Wi-Fi, they wrote it in the biggest. They wrote the password and the Wi-Fi password to the to the one. They've got one computer in their kitchen slash TV room, and um, it's got the password and the um, and, and and the username written in such big font on the screen, like literally on the Mac screen. Because um, they got sick of Kyrie Irving going, "Hey, what's the password again, man?" Um, he doesn't use computers. They, yeah, he doesn't. he's got a, the most powerful computer there is. <laughs> yeah. um, it was cool. They had like a barber. They had like a little room with a barber's chair and a mirror and stuff yeah. like that, where the but players that, get their haircut. In that players' lounge, which was like some comfy, like lazy boys and like a big screen TV, there was like this little kitchen area filled with an array of, like, juices and, like, little bottled smoothies and, like, all these kind of protein bars and 
staff. But then there was this one wall that could just be described as herbs. <laughs> i got to look into an, that. An and not the herbs you're thinking of. Of just herbs. Herbs. Like just growing. It was crazy. Actually, that is probably the – I mean, they're professional athletes. You're probably not thinking of the type of herbs that I was thinking of to try to make that crappy joke. But it must be like plant-based diet, Kyrie Irving. There must be some sort of like – in three years, I bet you will be growing herbs in our lounge and kitchens as well. Like there must be – herbs must be the secret to being good at sports or something. Possibly. That was weird. Um the stadium, the facility itself, obviously amazing, as I mentioned. Both courts, they, they have to pull down the shade sometimes because there's too much sun, but both courts, which you don't normally see, uh, they're multi-levels up. They're like five to ten stories up in the air mm. with big glass windows looking right across the docks to New York City, which is such a beautiful skyline. Unreal. You might have seen them on Jeremy Lin's Instagram back when he played and stuff like that every week. But um, uh, the weird thing was outside the facility, it was a dump hole, like – if a player had a Maserati, you would not want to drive it to the Brooklyn Nets uh, facility. It just it basically sums up America in general. They'll have the flashiest thing you've ever seen, aka their training facility with like rooftop lounge and stuff like that. And then on the on the, just seconds outside, it was like you know the scariest street you've ever been on, with huge potholes everywhere and um, dirt car parks and. It, it was really, it was really, really weird. How like you think if the Nets are going to spend like a billion dollars on this big facility. Um, you think they would pave the road outside their facility as well, but obviously not. Um, um, but we saw the offices as well, and it's just insane the number of players, uh, number of staff involved in an NBA franchise. Like obviously, it makes sense when you think about it, it's a billion dollar business. But um, still, I was just amazed at the rows and rows of computers and everyone we walked past. I wanted to say, "What is your job?" And we didn't even get to the. We got to look inside the uh, like through the glass window of the executive. Um, area, but we didn't actually get to go inside. But um, yeah, we went in t- on the court. We went and touched all of the balls, and then um, Shaw Marks was over the far side, uh, riding an exercycle. Going, who are those we- weird boys touching the balls? This guy and Paul yeah. from Advanced Athletics, Sean, come on the pod. So as we walked over, he said, um, "Do they just let every New Zealander come in, or something <laughs> like that?" He made a joke that like. It was awesome. Yeah. So he, he recognized us as being New Zealanders. That's how small New Zealanders. Like, he obviously heard our voice or whatever. I reckon, and, I reckon uh, he just heard – yeah, heard – oh, sorry. I thought you meant, like, he, he recognized us from the podcast. You reckon he just heard our accent, yeah. I think he is a fan of the podcast. Okay. And um, – no. And uh, – Just a bit of a joke there, a bit, bit, bit of humor and adding – sprinkle that into the podcast. But he um, – then we went over – and Guy launched into one of the weirdest monologues to Sean Marks, GM of the New, New Brooklyn Nets. Uh, it was crazy. He was just like, just started basically retelling Sean his entire career. <laughs> and we're just talking about how um, honored he was. I was. And, I was and honored. How proud, and how proud he was and how proud New Zealand were and how honored New Zealand were. It was crazy. I do my speech that I do, um, not intentionally, it just came over me. It's the same thing I do when I panic every time I see um, uh, either uh, Stephen, Adams. Stephen Adams or Lord or Fly the Concords. I just like shake their hand and go, the whole country's behind you, mate. Really proud of you. And um, yeah, and then started reminiscing about the 2002 Basel World Championships where um, 
uh, Marks unfortunately was swiped in the eye and cut in the eye and couldn't and had to miss um, a lot of the games in that amazing run. And of course, remembering um, when he was drafted by the Knicks and traded to the Raptors, was he? Actually, I got I might have got that detail wrong. But anyway, told him I was proud of him. No regrets. I'm glad I shot my shot, and I'm glad I did. We didn't really shoot your shot. He just did a weird <laughs> shooting. Your shot would be like, can I get a job, or can I get on the team? Shooting a shot would be literally getting a ball, going out and <laughs> shooting a shot and being like, sign me to <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's realistic. But Tally, I, I reckon when you when you run into these people, you got to do it. Otherwise, you'll regret it. What do you reckon you would do if you saw someone who you admire, if you saw someone you're a big fan of, let's say Jonathan Isaac, one of the best basketball players in the whole world. Now, um, yeah. say you saw... Say you saw so you met. Just, I'm just trying to think of someone from the last ten years who you might admire as a basketball player. Um, Sean Marks. Okay, that's a bad example because that's the one I had. Um, if you met Manu Ginobili, and and you saw him at a restaurant, and you're like, I'm going to go up and say something to him. All right, what would you say to him? Uh, Manu Ginobili. Um, Manu, big fan, man. See you around. <laughs> It's nice, and it's nice to keep just keep the conversation going because you normally have nothing to talk yeah. about. But then you can go like, uh, "Hey, no, man, great work!" In, yeah, two thousand fourteen. When, when you see someone famous you admire, I I find I lose my mind a bit. Yeah, like so I, I. That's why I did I was that, the, and I nailed it. The National Gallery, the Art Gallery on in London, hmm. on Trafalgar Square, and ran into John Mulaney, comedian. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I just talked to him, and it was such an inappropriate time to talk to him. He was there with his wife, looking at some art, and you know he was. Why, why is it an inappropriate time to talk to him? It was just bad, man. It was just really. Afterwards, I was like, "Why did I do that? What an idiot! Couldn't I have just like looked at him a little bit, enjoyed looking at him, and then just let him let him get on with his day?" But um, I think it's on him though. Nah, it was bad. I don't want to go into the details. What did of you what say to him? What were, what were the words you said? A lot of racial slurs. Can I can I speak from experience, which <laughs> no, is hard because no. he's white. Um, <laughs> oh man, I launched into some pretty <laughs> racist. I made stuff. up some new slurs. No, um, no. Okay, I no, uh, no I recently was at a Breakers game, aka Auckland, the centre of the basketball world, and um, I ran into Breakers owner Sean the Matrix Marion. And wow. it was very awkward. And as someone who's been on either side of it, I think it's a little bit up. Don't get me wrong, especially for someone who's genuinely really famous. And I don't think John Mulaney and Sean Marion, I, I, don't get me wrong, I, I love John Mulaney. He's one of my favorite comedians. But he's not like at the level, he's not like uh, Robin Williams or Dave Chappelle, where everywhere they yeah, work, yeah. idiots are going to be yelling at them. You know, like his fan base is yeah. generally quite onto it and if they you know he doesn't have catchphrases that people are going to harass him with like um, they're, they're hanging out in the art gallery for instance yeah the real intellectual but not on like a level me. where he gets a private tour or something like that like he's just there with everyone else no no i was meaning me his fan was oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah what are you doing in the art gallery man i was stalking john mulaney yeah. <laughs> okay fair enough um but Okay, those guys are not at a super high level yet where it's like, get away from me. I, I'm living in a prison. They're not like Michael Jackson or something. So, yeah. so 
in my experience, this is embarrassing to say out loud, but in New Zealand, I get recognised as a person who's been on TV and stuff like that. And mm. it's completely up to the person who gets recognised to make the situation either good or bad. And maybe John Mulaney was having a rough day. And it's, it, he doesn't owe you anything or doesn't have to give you anything or anything like that. But I feel like you should be a little bit a ready that if you're going to put yourself out into the world there as a performer, as someone who advertises themselves, you know, you know, the whole point of being a comedian is to draw a, draw a crowd. Um, you want attention. If you're going to be someone who does that, then I think. Um, you should be prepared for people to come up and go hi. Yeah, and no, he was nice. Be ready, and, I, and nice. I and I nail it every time. What I'm saying is, I'm better than John Mulaney. Well, no, I've been with you several times, and you usually say, "Long time no see," and they're like, "We've never met." Yeah. And you're like, "Sorry, man." No, no, the reason for that. I know what the reason is, is because you don't remember some people, and then they're like, <laughs> "We've met before," like you know me, and then you're like, "Oh, oh. sorry, I thought you were like a fan." So instead, you play it safe. By pretending everyone the, is someone we've met before. Yeah, it's good strategy. Yeah. It's weird because it's the majority is that you've never met them before. But um, <laughs> uh, I'm cool is what we... Is Sean what the Marion. Sean, Sean the Marion. Sean the Matrix Marion. That's pretty good sighting. He didn't seem keen to see me. He didn't seem keen for a selfie. And I was like, Sean, you're in New Zealand. How often are you getting recognized? How many people are hitting you up? I mean, I guess at the basketball game, quite a few people... But he was like he was not he was down on the floor he wasn't like up there with the with the general with the real people yeah um, I don't know he just he seemed a bit put off by doing the photo but actually I'm being an asshole here he was just downplayed um, he was he smiled in the photo which you never see like he didn't look miserable like a lot of selfies the celebrity right. will look like or the celebrity the celebrities who I get um, photos with anyway look like they want to Marion a player whose shot mine has often been compared to <laughs> kind of a slingshot laser. Beautiful stroke. He's the kind of guy yeah. who could hit the front of the rim and roll it, like hit the front of the rim with such force that the ball kind of like rolls up and over the rim. Like not hits the rim and bounces up and in, just hits the rim and mm. just kind of like powers its way in almost through the front of the iron. Um, yeah. Okay, anyway, this is supposed Let's to be... Let's move on. What? Let's move on. Let's no. move on. I think that was, I think that was worthwhile... Um, yeah, I know. Chat. No, we we all enjoyed it, but let's move on. Um, let's kick off the preview pod, which we don't have music for, so I'll just play um, this one. What? Magic Mayhem. Yeah, I panicked. I had Week in Review or Magic Mayhem. What do you want me to press, mate? Week in Review, obviously. No, okay, we're not doing the Week in Review, though. The week hasn't even started yet. Yeah, but Magic Mayhem hasn't started yet. Magic May- I don't even know we're doing Magic Mayhem today. We always do magic mayhem. What are you talking about? Okay, I'll play Weekend Review. Why would, why would anyone Weekend listen? Review. Do you reckon the only reason people listen is for magic mayhem? The mayhem, yeah. Okay, well, the mayhem is coming up. But um, this is a prediction podcast. Last year, I called it a crazy prediction pod, and that created huge tension in the camps because Paul wanted it to be a prediction pod, and I called it the crazy prediction pod. And the reason for that being is because predictions are very hard the only point of making one is to say something a little bit controversial. If you just come out here and predict that the Eastern Conference Finals are going to be the Bucks versus the Sixers, may the best team win, then no one learns anything, right? You've got to go out on a limb. I, I like to swing for the fences yeah. with my predictions. They're a little bit crazy. That's why I called it crazy prediction. Paul, on the other hand, is a bit different because he is crazy. He doesn't think he's making crazy predictions. He just says his actual predictions, and they're so batshit that we have to like preface them um, with uh, with crazy, I reckon. 
I say bold. What about bold predictions? Bold? Nah. Tierra bold predictions? Nah. I think bold, because bold is like, you know, crazy. Like, what's a crazy prediction? That's like... Well, last oh, year, predict- me predicting Luka Doncic was going to be a bust was a pretty crazy prediction. I don't think that's it. I don't think it's crazy, though. Oh, what crazy about Ben Simmons like- MVP? That was crazy. I mean, still, I, when I hear crazy, I think, like, the Cleveland Cavs are going to pick up <laughs> the Cleveland Seymour Hoffmore. The Cleveland Cavs are going to rename themselves the Rattlesnakes, move to Tulsa, and become a um, lacrosse team. I think the the Cleveland Cavs are going to sign Philip Seymour Hoffman, <laughs> who is dead. Yes, that's crazy. And famous, he's in a movie where he's terrible at basketball, right? As well. Yeah, well, that only adds to the craziness. Um. Okay. Well, this is our prediction podcast. Whatever you want to call it, terrible, bold, um, and it could not be a harder year. Like last year, I literally predicted, um, Golden State and Celtics in the final with Raptors being a dark horse and the only way Golden State was going to win was through injuries and that came true. Um, Paul got a lot of predictions right as well. Let's go through some of the predictions we made at the start of last season. Not from our crazy prediction pod because they were crazy but from our um, uh, what team should you support pod because I thought there were some interesting takes. Um, First of all, credit to Paul for nailing two off the top at last year. He nailed Denver was going to make a big splash um, he predicted them to get as high as the sixth seed. They ended up being the um, number one seed, I believe. Were they, Denver? Wait, nah. I think they were two, weren't they? Who was They were one? the two seed. I think the Warriors. I think Denver was number one. I mean, it's, it's an easy thing to check if we were allowed to Google. Oh, you, can go, you can Google now. I can't see you. Um, You're in New York City. Um, but congratulations on getting that right. Yeah, I already was. And Google. Paul also smashed um, Brooke Lopez yeah, well, this- having a huge year, which no one really expected when he was signed for like the, minim- the minimum and then quickly, like instantly was awesome. So you nailed that one as well before the season. Um, I poo-pooed no. both those. Uh, also, yeah? The, one of the craziest things, like looking back, I think, was like I was looking through my old Reddit comments and I got downvoted multiple times just for saying the Bucks were going to be a top three seed in the East. Yeah. And like they ended up being the, the number one seed, but it's just crazy to think that back then that was like quite controversial. Yeah. Well, I, I, okay. So last year, even though Giannis was expected to be a breakout and MVP favorite, everyone thought the Bucks were going to struggle again just because new coach and they'd been so messy in the past and obviously they got mm. a decent coach and he just fixed them instantly and they were great but I said it last year I said Milwaukee no and I said Minnesota yes so that was the first embarrassing thing I said um, I also rubbished mm. the um, uh, Kings and the Hawks who came out to be two of the most exciting young teams to break out of the season um, and did, I, did I say they were teams to support? Uh, I can't I stop. definitely did the Hawks you, pro- you, prob- you probably did to be honest um, but one of my um, one of my favourite ones we got wrong was we both picked the Cavs for the playoffs, which is unbelievable. Yeah, that, I saw that in the bold predictions that I'd written down. We That's bo- unbelievable. We both we both were excited for Kevin Love and J.R. Smith, both who hardly but in fairness, played. Yeah, in fairness, Kevin Love hardly played. 
But um, but in fairness, had he played, they still would have been terrible. <laughs> um, um. Uh, another interesting note is that when you were doing your grading for teams last year, and we should probably do that, which team you should support again this year, because it is kind of interesting, and it has the NBA landscape, obviously, in the offseason has changed massively. But, Paul, when you were grading your teams for if you should support them, you um you were quite high on the Blazers, we both were, but you took two points off for Al Farouk Aminu for being a known homophobe. Do you now take those He's posts? Do you now take those posts off supporting the Magic now that he plays for the Magic, um, which is your team? He's repented. Has he? Hopefully. Now we obviously don't condone. <laughs> Um, homophobia, but you do have to go. He was young and idi- an idiot when he said that, and now he's a bit older and hopefully less of an idiot. So maybe he's gotten right. But um, for me, though, when every time I see him on the court, I just oh, well, a I think, man, that guy's ugly, and second of all, I think, man, he shouldn't have said those things all that time ago on Twitter. Um, I hated the Pelicans last year. I was correct in hating them as they were one of the disasters of the year, and Anthony Davis had to force his way out of that shambolic um, organization. Um, spoiler alert, I'm going to hate them again this year in this prediction podcast, even though everyone loves them because they've got Zion now. Um, uh, Paul, you said the Knicks were a big team to support. Are you re- backtracking on that decision now? They've drafted five power forwards and um, no, 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 a no. shocking lineup of idiots. No, I stand by that, and I think they're in the playoff hunt this year, but they don't make it. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to be predicting worst team as well, and I feel like they might be making my list for that. Um, you also hated on CJ McCullum and Bradley Beal, two players who had amazing seasons. And um, did CJ have an amazing season? Yeah, he like he. If all the credit went to Lillard because he made that big shot, but CJ oh. was no. But CJ might have been good engine. in the playoffs. Yeah, he wasn't good for fantasy. I don't think. Well, I might be wrong. At least, at least at the start that. of the year. CJ is probably my favorite player. I reckon. Like he's just so beautiful to watch, and Beal as well. Like they're just like I. I I can't believe Beal signed that. Oh, I can because millions of dollars. But it's annoying Beal signed that contract. And um, let's hope he can get a trade when he becomes eligible in February. Um, Paul, you also were big um, last at the start of last season. You were big on um, Zach Randolph. Um, do you want to explain what? that? You liked Zach I, Randolph. I feel like you're um, you're choosing the weirdest. But did, I was probably talking about the Kings or, or who was Randolph even playing for? The Kings, I think. Yeah, I was probably saying I was I liked the Kings. Yeah, anyway, sorry, I just I just wrote down Paul like Zach Randolph. Okay, let's I'm gonna open up the bold predictions <laughs> um page. Okay. And let's read some of these. Quite a lot of anger. Okay, I predicted the MVP to be Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Correct. It was the crazy so prediction pod. Ben Simmons. Paul, we've had this argument before. So what happened? No, all I'm saying is if you're gonna bring out me saying I liked Zach Randolph yeah. with no context, then I'm gonna bring out there's What's no the, way James Harden is better than LeBron James. That was a quote from you for last year. What's the yeah? And I stand by it. What's the context? Luka Doncic is going to really struggle. Remember the context of that He's was overhyped. Paul, that was the cra- that was the crazy prediction pod, which I nailed by predicting Ben Simmons, and you failed by predicting Giannis. No, I feel. Like um, the what's the? Give me the context of um, you loving Zach Randolph. I don't know. I didn't listen to it. You listened to it, and you yeah. brought this quote. Anyway. What was it? Anyway, um, uh, I don't know. You're just, you're just, you're just, you're just, you're just positive on Zach Randolph. I guess it was you being positive on the Kings. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, well, if you wrote it down, surely you heard it. All right, let's well, let's let's launch into it now. You can tell these predictions are going to be spicy, um, to say the least, and a little bit crazy. It's time for the crazy predictions pod. 
Paul, kick us off with a crazy or a, a bold prediction. Uh, you kick, you kick off. I haven't really thought of any. <laughs> okay. Um, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard is going to regret leaving Toronto. Now, this season is hard to predict. And everyone is predicting, predicting so far the Clippers to be good. And I don't... I think we're a bit... We're jumping ahead of ourselves. They've got two MVP candidates from last year. Kawhi Leonard, who didn't play enough games. And Paul George, who got a shoulder injury and um, is coming back from injury. But um, that affected his ability in the, end of the, in the second half of the season after the All-Star break and in the playoffs. But... Now they've got Paul George out for 10 games. They tr- to get those two players, and don't get me wrong, it was worth it, they traded away their three best players, um, Tobias Harris, Daniello Gallinari, and um, Shea Gillis, uh, uh, Gilgius Alexander. Oh man, why did I try and say names out loud? Eh? Um, they trade away their three best players, which is a good decision, but it means that the team is lacking like a lot of what made them great last year. And... Um, they, uh, they don't have continuity. So it's going to be a tough slog in the West, which is stacked. Um, I feel like you're, you're sliding over the fact that like, they replaced Danilo with Kawhi and they replaced uh, totally, Tobias Harris totally. with but in the, in, in, the, in, the, in the rankings pod on NBA.com today, they're talking about how they've, got, they've added Patrick Patterson. And I'm like, any team that adds Patrick Patterson is in tr- like, like it's a good thing is in trouble. And if you look at their roster, it's not actually deep like you think it is. And um, Oh, I think they're one of the deeper teams. And uh, a, 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 No, they're definitely one of the deeper teams, but like they just... What do they have? They've got like scoring potential. They've got two MVP candidates, both of which who are like, it's debatable how much they're going to play or if Paul George is even going to be back coming back from I- injury. They've got mm. a tough start of the season with the schedule. And not only that, and most importantly... The West is a bloodbath. Anything could anything could happen. And like I just think Kawhi, who last year coasted in the Eastern Conference, missing twenty games, and on a Raptors team that was stacked, means that Kawhi Leonard is going to regret leaving Toronto. Yeah, that's. I don't think that bold. He wanted to go to LA. And boy, oh boy, is he going to regret it! All right, you throw out a um ba- a crazy bold prediction. Bold prediction. Uh, Chicago Bulls make the playoffs. Okay, um, let's have Not a look at this. Bold. I thought we were going to throw it out. Well, Bulls are kind of annoying me because I wanted them to be one of my crazy picks as well, but I kind of backed out just because um, a lot of people are picking them as their dark horse, and um, and the problem is the East is so weak um, again that uh, they've just got to beat the Pistons to do it, really. Am I right? Uh, I've got them finishing... I've got them. They have to beat the Pistons and the Heat. Heat's quite good, though, right? Or no, not well, good, but they're, they're good well, compared the to the Bulls. I just, I didn't rate the the Heat high, and then someone was explaining why the Heat were bad last year, and I was like, fair enough. They just had a lot of bad luck. Slash, so were playing Dwayne Wade a yeah, lot. Yeah, and um, so I I can see why they would have a huge jump from last year, but. Also, Jimmy Butler is very good. Mm. And, like, I, I don't think he's necessarily a piece for a championship. I think he ruined Minnesota. But, like, he is so talented. And I was like, I mean, maybe Shivers, I'm just thinking this out loud right now, maybe he's a dark horse for, like, an MVP candidate if, say, the, the Heat finish top five somehow, if they have a good season, which is not which is not that crazy. Like, they've just got to, you know, do better than the Magic and the Nets. And then um, and he averages 30 points a game. Like, you know, 
crazier, crazier things have happened. Yeah. Okay, crazy bold prediction. Um, this is the year uh, they announced their ending conferences. Speaking of the Eastern Conference, it needs to happen. Where the West is like impossible predict, predict in the playoff hunt for the West. Like realistically, considering th- th- seeing the um, Mavs, Timberwolves, and Thunder are the worst team. I count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve teams going for the Western Conference eight playoff spots. Right in the East, mm-hmm. there's like. Four or five decent teams, really six, and only two teams that could legitimately call themselves championship contenders. Like it's just the disparity has been huge for the last twenty years, and this year it's as pronounced as ever. And I reckon mid-season they're going to go like, "Hey, are we going to look for the twenty twenty-five season? We're going to end conferences." You know, it's it's a long way in the future, but th- this year is the year they announce it. Yeah, possibly I could see it happening. I hope not. I mean, last year. Last year, the Orlando Magic made the playoffs. The Orlando Magic. How and crazy is that? To. Not crazy at all. And hopefully they'll be back this year and for many years to come. Um, I didn't really... All my predictions are just like the MVP and stuff. Oh, cool. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh well, let me throw out a few more. Uh, oh, 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 okay. We'll just start, let's do, do MVP. No, no, throw us, who do you think no, no, no. Here we go. Okay, here's my bold prediction. Yeah. The Indiana Pacers are a top two seed. That is bold. I love that. Okay, well, wh- what do you mean by that? Uh, last year, I predicted the Bucks as the like yeah. team to, to make the jump. This year, it's the Indiana Pacers. Um, do, do love their squad. Do you know what's going on with El- Oladipo? Because I just didn't yeah, want to talk about like, I'm assuming he's like going to miss like the first half of the season. And they're still going to uh, be that good. He's currently singing... On the Masked Singer, the TV show. No, he's not. I'm, he's not, is he? I'm pretty certain he is. But he didn't he go to a press conference and go, "That's definitely not me." Yeah, but that's what you do if you're on the Masked Singer. <laughs> so the Masked. It was like, yeah. Firstly, I saw a clip of him singing, and I was like, "Okay, that's definitely him." And then later, I saw a clip of like the clues they give, and it was all like basketball based. Talks about the number four that he wears, and it was like he used to practice magic. But now he practices pace, paces. Like the clues were like really obvious. Like so, they were like, so two, they were like he practiced magic. Then he got caught in a thunderstorm, and now he's known for his pacering. Okay, okay, yeah, good point. I just, I just took him at his word, and he's like, "It's not me." And I was like, "Oh well, I don't even know." What I think the it's definitely is. him. Context for New Zealanders who have no idea what we're talking about: The Masked Singer is the worst TV show idea I've ever seen. Where they um they basically they get a whole lot of singing contestants like X Factor, but they're all wearing bizarre, massive like mascot style costumes, and um they all have a big singing competition, and in the end, the best singer is someone who was previously a professional singer, right? Or well, still is. <laughs> still is a professional singer, and and what's the point of the mask again? You've got to guess. Do you lose if you guess who uh- you are? Oh yeah, I don't know. The judges guess. I don't fully know, but um, it's the, a the, the genius, show. Can I say the genius behind it? I think is it so is bad like, to me, people pay attention. Well, also it's clear that they're not singing live to me, at least. Like they've pre-recorded because you can't sing through a, a mascot suit. Yes, and there's and well, there's also just obviously no reason for them to sing live, but it, it means that you can have a singing competition 
with celebrities where they don't necessarily like you know you could get an athlete like not I'm not talking Victor Oladipo but like um yeah even if they're not great singers it's like at least they can be in the booth do a thousand takes yeah you know slice it together put some pitch correction on it yeah um and put that out there secondly it means the celebrities I'd say don't have to be there until the episode yeah like, or until they get revealed like they don't have to do the performances like it could be anyone in the suit that's such a good point um yeah. So it's kind of genius in a lot of ways, but and and also like with TV now, it's like you just make the wackest show you can make, like Married at First Sight, where you just get two strangers and just shove them together, and you're like, see what happens. We'll film it, watch people cry. Like you just make up the mm. stupidest like Love Island, you just make up the dumbest idea for a TV show. We're like, obviously people are going to hate each other, get them pissed, and you got yourself a show, and that show gets attention. I'm Speaking sure of which, I like to hype my forthcoming. Uh, I mean, it, it hasn't been uh, funded yet, but. One day, flatmates, stay tuned. That's the new reality TV show. It's just about, yeah, it's just it's just about comedians big. who live in a flat, right? Well, don't talk about the picture on, on air. <laughs> if you can't it's just hype the name and people be like, whoa, I can't wait for that show called Flatmates. No, they're going to be excited. It's just flatmates, Big, big Brother combined with Taskmaster. No, 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 no. Stop. Honestly, that you actually did just say too much. You're crazy. <laughs> Okay, sorry you got to edit that out. Okay, time. For, are you joking? Are no, you, you got to edit that last bit out. <laughs> okay, time for the um, time for the uh, more crazy predictions. Um, well, maybe no, is- wait. Going back to back to Indiana with Victor Oladipo out. Okay, I can this be? This is a little side prediction, bold prediction. Yeah. TJ Warren is an all star this year, playing for the Indiana Pacers. Wow. He makes the all star game. Uh, last year he averaged about 18 points for the Suns, but the crazy thing for me, I did a post on Reddit today, I don't know how it went, was how TJ Warren was a, you know, he was like such a pure scorer, but he never scored threes, like he was like a bad three-point shooter. Like, um, so two seasons ago he shot 22% on like 1.4 attempts or whatever. Yeah. Um, Okay, this, then in the off-season he decided, like he saw that, uh, three pointers were such a big thing. <laughs> about t- about twenty years after the three point revolution, he's realised that three pointers are yeah. quite important. So so he's like, he I heard like, of this guy called Steph Curry, and I thought, wow, that kid's onto something. So to put twenty two percent on one point four attempts into like context, here are some guys who shot similar numbers. Uh, Pascal Siakam twenty two percent on one point six attempts. Andre Robis- Robeson like famously can't shoot twenty two percent on like one attempt. Yeah. So he was like as good a shooter as Andre Robes- Robeson and Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Um. Uh, last season he worked on it. He came back and he shot forty two percent on four point two attempts. Wow. Which puts him up with like you're basically less attempts, but he's up there with like Gallinari, buddy. He's like top ten essentially. Yeah. yeah wow. That's crazy to go from one of the worst. And a lot of people on Reddit were like, it's probably an anomaly, but it's like, it's yeah. a pretty big sample size. And he's, he's talked about it in the off-season as well, that he's going to try and, uh, yeah. he's going to get better and better. He, he, he's, he's caught onto this three, he's caught the three-point bug. So, the the Pacers, who were already pretty solid last year, yeah. so they added uh, Malcolm Brogdon, who I love. But they weren't solid when they lost um, uh, Oladipo, though. Depot, they? yeah, yeah. But they've added him, Miles Turner will hopefully get better. And they've added TJ Warren, um, 
Jeremy Lamb, uh, Justin Holiday. They've added a few guys I like and rate, and I just think they're my team to 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 jump out. Okay. Hopefully yeah. Depot's not out for too much though, because that could really screw yeah, things yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, every every prediction really is injury dependent, and that's you know why it can be so hard. And you know, trades happen and stuff like that. Uh, but that was yeah, genuinely a mind blowing prediction for me. I just tried to stay away from the because uh, I have no idea what's going on with them. I just had, I just wanted to stay away from them as far as possible. Um, uh, here's my prediction: um, Zion is fat, and. Um, there's nothing wrong with being overweight. Not really a prediction. Uh, well, they're like, I mean, you do you. You can, people are allowed to be whatever weight they want to be as long as they feel healthy and happy. But um, if you're a professional athlete, you can't be fat. Um, his team, the Pelicans, have famously the worst training staff. Uh, they might get better um, under change of management, but man, like people compare him to Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley didn't look like him. Charles Barkley was like built. He looked more closer to like Blake Griffin than um, than what Zion looks like. He's clearly carrying too much weight. I googled it, and I don't know if whether like like their heights that they're trying to list properly now. I don't know whether it's right, but they list him at six foot six um, and um, 126 kgs, which is uh, more than 15 kgs heavier than LeBron, who is taller than him. Um, so I reckon he needs to lose 10 kgs or 20 pounds. Um, and uh, my my prediction is that he'll probably redshirt this year. This is this is quite bold. But like the, they say right now he's going to be out for um, a number of weeks, which makes me think like it's going to lead into the start of the season. Pelicans have a tough strength of schedule to start with. Um, you know, lose a few games, and then they might be like, man, Zion is, you know, even in worse shape because he's had to be out because of his injury. Um we may as well just lock him down for the whole season and start him again next year, Ben Simmons style, when he's fit and healthy and is guaranteed of the MVP award. Even though he could probably get that this year, it's just rookie not... Rookie of the year, you mean. Rookie of the year, sorry. Rookie of the year, sorry. Um, uh, it's, it, it's, it's, it's just not worth risking him. Like, if I was the NBA, I'd be calling up and going, hey, and I'm not a doctor, by the way. This is just me taking a, a an eye test of looking at that guy and going, I've never seen an NBA player who looks like that, except for, like, I mean, he's not as bad as Robert Tractor Trailer, but he's not a forward as well. He's an explosive guard who puts a lot of weight on his knees and ankles. Um, and maybe fellow Duke alum Jahil Okafor, who spent three years and, and now finally is just getting into shape. Like, you know, it, it, being in shape is so important for an NBA schedule. And the fact that mm. he is so overweight is not being, uh, well, not so overweight, but like so overweight for an NBA standard is. Um, it uh, seems crazy to me that more people aren't talking about it. I know Paul Pierce brought it up two, two days ago, and you know when you've got the same view as Paul Pierce, you're you're right on track. Yeah. I'd be intrigued to see what his, like, you know, if they did, like, a, um, you know how they can do, like, your body fat percentage and stuff? Yeah. Because that, that would kind of show a little bit, like, how much of it is just his the way he's built, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I just... My, my, my mind is just because we've never seen a player who looks like him. Like, don't get me wrong, he, yeah. it does look like it could be okay. But, could it um, be, though, that there's, like, kids who look like him are pushed into football or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I, I definitely could be wrong on that. But, like, yeah, I'm just mm. I'm worried for him. And I just think for his health and for everyone else, else's health, as much as we want to see him this year, he should probably... Everyone just... else's health. What, him, like, jumping 
and like hitting into people and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think of it. I didn't really think about that. He is exciting though in preseason, man. The way that guy can jump and his athleticism is just unbelievable. And I think that papers over the fact people are like, how could he be out of shape? You know, he's springy. So like, imagine if mm. he was, if he had LeBron's um, fitness and well-being uh, regimen, he'd be he'd be even better. Um, speaking of injury takes and like amateur medicine. In the off-season, me and you were hanging out. We went to the... We'll have to talk about this on a previous podcast. We went to the NBA Experience in Disney World, wow. Florida. And what an experience it was. If you want to if you want to um, uh, get a ball, load it into a slingshot, and shoot it at a basketball hoop from 10 meters away, then that is the experience for you. Um, if you want to buy a NBA Disney crossover t-shirt, then that is the place for you. Man, save this gold. This could be like a whole episode. It could be a whole episode up. coming up. Um but during it's that so time, true. you you actually I brought up faults because I was like, oh man, faults. He's ruined. He's done. He's screwed. I'm real downer on faults. And you came yeah. through and you're like, no, it's very obvious what is wrong with him. And I've forgotten what you said. So could you say it again on the podcast now? Um, thoracic outlet syndrome. Okay. He had a a nerve problem in his shoulder. Yeah. Because there's a lot of confusion about Markel faults as people saying it's the yips. Oh, I thought it was the yips. As, but, like, what other players ever got the yips, man? Not, no, no, not no never, never a basketball player, but um, uh, baseball players, it's common with pitchers and golf, golfers putting. What's common with pitchers in baseball is... Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This thoracic outlet syndrome. Oh! Um, because what it can come from is repeating emotion like, like quite a fast, mo- well, like yeah. not a fast, but just repeating emotion constantly, aka yeah. throwing a, p- a pitch. Uh, that's what leads to thoracic outlet syndrome, or shooting a basketball repetitively. Yeah, uh, and it's a thing that's never the only way to diagnose. They don't know a lot about it. Is another thing. So that's why there was so much confusion with Markel. It's also a thing that they diagnose only by ruling everything else out, basically. So that's why, again, why it took so long because they were like, oh, they think it's this and then they're like, eventually it's not that and eventually they settle on thoracic outlet syndrome. But um, it's happened to at least two NBA players before but it's mainly pitchers and some of them have come back from it. Um, it's but, mainly pitchers? Sorry, baseball pitchers. Oh, so it's happened to two NBL players before? NBA players. Um, it happened to a guy called... Uh, Laundry, la- I always want to say laundry fields, but it's la- Landry Fields. Laundry Fields. No, I don't think it's laundry. Fields I always laundry. Said, Believe me, but he, I would know. He, uh, remember him, how he was like kind of a yeah. name brand player for the Knicks. He was, a, he was a breakout star for the next Rookie of the Year like nominee or whatever. Or yes. Or second year breakout, I can't remember. Name brand. And then uh, after going to the Raptors, you know, he kind of disappeared pretty quick and was out of the league. And he had a combination of, like, he had league injuries as well, but he also developed thoracic outlet syndrome, and suddenly his shot looks crazy. And, like, because the thing is, is, like, your nerves 
just do random. So like I think with um, maybe with him is when he went to shoot, his hand would just midway through the shot, his hand would clench into a fist, his shooting hand. Wow. Which you can imagine, like trying to shoot a basketball while your hand's trying to clench into a fist is crazy hard. And uh, anyway, so hopefully Markel is is kind of getting back from that, but. His shot does look way better. There's a lot of people who are still like, there's a hitch and stuff, but the fact he's shooting and making shots is super uh, good, super exciting for Magic fans. Yeah. Super good. Yeah, that's that's really good. Who is the, who, so who is the second NBA player who this is affecting? Okay, the other guy, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, this I is good stuff, to... Paul. Like when you come out and you go, it's thoracic outlet syndrome or whatever you, what'd you call it? Is that what you called it? When... Thoracic outlet syndrome. Yeah, yeah. When, when you said that, I was, I was like, oh yeah, it's just another Reddit doctor or whatever. But the fact that you have, if you can have like actual examples, you should. This is a, an NBA Reddit post at least because people are so interested in him, and there's been so much confusion. What have the Magic said? It's thoracic outlet syndrome, or is this just your diagnosis? Um, I'm pretty sure the 76ers eventually said it, but um, but still, like, it's online. There's so much confusion. I mean, yeah, and I there's guess, a lot of people who are like everything online, but yeah. There's a lot of um, uh, people claiming that he, he was in a motorbike accident, despite <laughs> there being zero um, zero evidence that he ever has ridden a motorcycle. Like, I don't think there's any photo or anything. That's... It'd be funny if Donald Trump weighed in, eh? It sounds like something he'd get on board with. Like, um, can I just say that uh, Mark Fultz was on a motorbike accident? Like, why is mm-hmm. Trump weighing in? But that's the kind of thing that he would do, just like any conspiracy theory. Jump on board. Yeah, um, that's amazing. Um, you want I to... think I found the other uh, NBA player. It was a guy called Ben Uzo. Uh, do you know him? No, but interesting. If you can find, so if, you fo- should... if, you can, if you can find a photo or a video of laundry, or a video would be better of laundry fields and Ben Uzo shooting, and they've got like real problems in their motion, especially Laundry, who was known as being a great shooter. That's why they called him the, la- the Laundry Man, because um, he was taken out to the cleaners. Um, then I reckon you got a really strong argument that more people need to hear, because I, I just heard that, I just assumed he was either badly injured or had the yips, more likely the yips, and that he was done forever. But um, also, he has been promising, right, in his games played. Like He's explosive, he can score in the paint, he just can't score out of the paint. Yeah. Um, Should we segue into a bit of Magic Mayhem? Uh, maybe we save Magic Mayhem for next. Oh, no, no, we should do a small Magic Mayhem. Let's do a small. Let's have a little taste, little bite of the Orlando Magic and the team that Paul loves. Let's let's do. No, no, actually, oh. save it. <laughs> we'll, save it. It'll, we'll segue into it perfectly I've, at I've, the right time. I know when. Okay. Okay. Oh my god, I'm scared. As to where this is going to come up, um, what other predictions do we have, or should we get into our? Oh, here's a bold prediction from me, which is going to come out when we do our rankings, which is probably next. I reckon the Warriors are going to miss the playoffs, and Steph is an MVP candidate. Okay. Wait. At the same time. Yes. So wow. you got to remember that you, you got to remember that just one loss could knock you guys could knock a team from the um, 8th to the 9th. The West is so crazy that they could have a, a, they could be punching above their weight and still not make the playoffs. Um, 
I think the Warriors are in like a really precarious position where if Steph gets injured, which he does every year for like, you know, not majorly, I'm not saying he's a, he's fragile, but he just, he always misses games due to injury and rest. Um, the team is guaranteed to lose because they have literally nothing besides him. They don't even have much shooting. They've got him and D'Angelo Russell. They've got um, uh, look out for, Draymond. Um, yeah. Look out for rookie dark horse, I reckon, Jordan Poole. Totally, totally, totally. But he's not going to – and he could be good, but he's not going to be huge for a um, team that's trying to make the um, the playoffs in the, in the cutthroat West. So I was looking at teams to cut, and I was looking at like the teams in the mix of their Trailblazers, Spurs, Kings. And, I mean – in my in my head, I probably should put the Warriors above the the Kings and the Spurs at least. But um, shivers, I'm like things could go bad. Curry gets injured or just misses a few games like he does every year, and that team is screwed. I doubt Clay Thompson is coming back this year. So um, yeah, I, I predict Warriors making the playoffs. Um, should we should we segue into um, uh, Western Conference? Yeah, who we think our eight are going to yeah. be? Yeah, for sure. So what do you reckon? Do you do you have big bold okay, calls? Or? I've decided to take my um, uh, kind of, you know, bias out of it, any sort of bias I have. So I decided to develop a, a point, a very um, uh, intricate point-based system. Do you still hate Westbrook this year? Yeah, I... I what do you mean this year? Because I hate... Well, well, okay. Well, I've hated Westbrook, but I'm—I—I I seem like I don't hate him. I seem like I'm a fan just because I'm with Paul, who hates him more than me. So it seems like I like him, but I'm just kind of just trying to balance it out. I've always disliked West, Westbrook, and I've always mm. disliked Harden. Harden because the way he plays, Westbrook because the way he plays on court. They seem like nice guys off court, right? Yeah. This year, bringing those two together, and they've become such unlucky losers in that they are, even though I don't like them and don't like the way they play, they are great like great players individually and you know some of the most amazing statistical players we've ever seen um now that they've teamed up to create this loser super team i am kind of rooting for the rockets in a weird way and um yeah i kind of want to see them do well but if if it's paul's bias that he's trying to take out of it it'll be that um you'll probably have the rockets not making the playoffs and the lakers not making the playoffs no i'm taking my bias out of it oh good i'm glad to see but i can't wait to hear your algorithm that somehow leaves the rockets out no so my algorithm um basically was based on this i take these what i considered to be the starting five for each team although this was this was months ago now so like it has changed. Some of these might have changed a None bit. None of this yeah. is relevant. No. Um, and then I tried to choose, like, the five guys I thought would be, like, their main second unit. And I, I gave, based on, like, this, their basically statistical rankings, I gave them all a score. Wait, key element here. You're, you, the way you do this is quite interesting because you combine opinion and yeah. fantasy stats. And when you say statistical rankings, you mean fantasy statistical ra- rankings. Am I right? Well... It's from a, just a stat site rather than like okay. a fantasy. So, um, what, what, when you say so when you say statistical ranking, what do you mean there? Like, um, well, it just it just adds all the stats together and just ranks them. Points plus assists <laughs> plus rebounds equals everything. Seventy-five. No, so, um, but anyway, let's not get too hung up on that minor <laughs> detail. Yeah. Then I also each um so the the starting five gets is worth more points. Like, there's a 
playing time subtraction from the bench for playing less minutes. But the starting five, um, and there's also you can get bonuses for like improvement. So like I might look at a team and say like, oh, those are the two guys were rookies last year. Like they'll get better this year. Yeah. So I'll give them like a bonus, you know, um, forty improvement or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I also gave each team if I considered them to have like, you know, a coach I really rated, I might give them like a good coach bonus. See, I reckon um, most podcasts would do this and most analysts would do this, but they wouldn't say their method out loud. But I like that you've got full transparency. Yeah, oh, I just want to explain it because otherwise you're just saying you've got a point system and people are like, what's the point system? And then, so I don't think then each, asking what your point system is, but anyway. Each of those teams got a score and it was the lower score, the better. Yeah. Because, um, like, yeah, so like a good coach would be like minus, you know, 30 points or whatever. Then, um, then I gave extra bonuses. Minus for, 30 points for a good coach or a bad coach. A good coach. So you want trying to get a low score. Ah. Um, then I'd get, I, I, yeah, I think. Um, and then, add, then up, add five points for um, home, cre- home field, oh, subtract five points for home field advantage, home court, good home court. Uh, no, I actually didn't do that. That's a good point, though. Like, Denver should maybe get <laughs> it's like not a, a good boost. point. Oh, yeah, Denver, Denver and Utah should. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, then I, no, then I gave uh, all star bonuses just because people do say, like, you know, you, it's good to have like all star players for clutch situations. So you got um, points for all-stars or guys who were kind of recently all-stars. Um, then defensive rating bonuses. So that was just like defensive ratings from last season. Um, they, you got bonuses for that. I can already, then, see, I can already see the Magic are going to do real well in this poll. Then three-point... Um, th- there were three-point shooting bonuses as well. So the Magic need to lose a lot of points for that. But anyway, continue. Actually, that's a good point. Wait, I should... I should just double check. Don't don't let me don't don't let me throw you off, mate. This is a very long, com- complicated machine you've made here. So just keep going. With yes. It. Then. It'd be funny if an that, NBA front office hired you. Like they're like, Paul, we love your vibe, mate. Get in. Yeah, they will. <laughs> I just didn't shoot my shot with Sean Marks. And I've been regretting it ever since. <laughs> but if this system works out, I shouldn't really talk about the system too much in case. Don't give away. You've already given away a great reality TV show about flatmates. No, so you got to cut that bit out. Um, okay, so are you actually fi- joking? No, you got to cut that no, out. No, but by saying it on the podcast, you're copywriting it because we now have evidence. If someone made a same show or a similar show, you've put it on the air, so it can be like verified that this is when it came out. It's like if you want to do a trademark of something or copyright something, you can you ma- you write it down the idea and then you mail it to yourself, so it goes to the postal system, gets a stamp, and it can be like government verified that you right. did this by putting it on the podcast is kind of like that that you are like you know proving that it's yeah, yours cool. also okay, what are the great. odds that a TV producer is living is listening to this podcast why if you are though New Zealand Today needs a new station or new network or new backer so please um, email us guyimportgmail.com that guy's TV show New Ze- we're for New Zealand Today or for flatmates yeah um, okay so anyway that Gave me my final standing. Thank God. And I think a lot of them are, are pretty good, but then there's a few outliers where I'm like, that's just straight wrong. Do you want to hear anyway, my system? Yeah. I felt the vibe and just wrote down the teams that I thought were going to make it in. Great. Okay, so we'll go through with our two different... This is good because it, it gives people both, you know, the two juxtaposed 
means? Me, the intelligent okay. genius, Paul, the ignorant idiot. What? Okay. Should we? St- how should we go? Should we alternate with our like top eights or you, bottom you, eights you or can what? Give me your Western Conference top eight, and we'll talk about it. Okay. So, so again, I have not adjusted this. Please in any just way. say the eight teams. First seed, Los Angeles Clippers. Yes. Second seed, Denver Nuggets. Yes. Third seed, Utah Jazz. Ooh. Fourth seed, Golden State Warriors. Ooh. Fifth seed, Los Angeles Lakers. Sixth seed, Houston Rockets. Seventh seed, San Antonio Spurs. Eighth seed, Sacramento Kings. Here's what I like and what I don't like about this. Portland are missing the playoffs. Yeah. I don't like it. Um... Yeah, someone, someone, is, someone quite good has to miss it, but yes, probably, but I, most people are putting their money on being Spurs or Kings, right? Yeah. Um, I, I don't like Portland missing the playoffs. I also don't like the Clippers as the one seed, and I think the Denver Nuggets are going to be the one seed because the Clippers, yeah, I think Kawhi will miss games, Paul George will miss games. I just think the Nuggets will consistently just, you know... Have, they have a yeah. deep team. I also think um, I had a... Oh, yeah, I, I actually... Um, oh, correct. Also the, made, the Warriors were the number one seed last year. Nuggets were number two. Yeah, I, I did Google that. They did. I, I think they anything. tanked a few games at the end of the season, though, when they realized they weren't going to get number one. So they would mm. so they would end up with um, uh, the Trailblazers, who they ended up losing to anyway. What a bunch of losers. What? Um, but the... In terms of benches, I think the De- Denver Nuggets have one of the best benches. Yeah. Uh, and the Clip- but the Clippers, I think, have maybe the second best bench behind Denver. Um, I'm excited about but- Michael Porter, and I like they took it. Lo- I like they took a punt on him, and mm. um, but it's it's uh, such a shame that he's coming into a team that's like win now as opposed to just like putting up stats on a bad team like r- rookies normally do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was my. The other thing I think is, I do think maybe Golden State won't be as high as the fourth seed, but I still definitely think they make the playoffs. Oh, it was definitely a, it was definitely a pretty mad prediction for me to count them out completely, but I, I like to make big calls. Well, I don't know. I don't think it's that mad. Like, it's not, considering... No, no. Well, yeah, how, how tight it's mm. going to be, and that's the strongest argument. But also, who knows with the Spurs and Kings? I, a lot of people are picking the, picking the Spurs to miss it. A lot of people are picking the, picking the Kings to miss it. But um, what about Mavs, Timberwolves, Thunder? Do you give them any consideration or nah? Yeah, it's so hard because, like, OKC, I think, still have a good team. Like, if Chris Paul, Gallinari, Stephen Adams, Shy Gilgis, you know, definitely capable of making the playoffs. New Orleans, capable. Dallas, capable. I don't think New, I think New Orleans is mad. The I teams, know. I think, that the only teams I'm really ruling out are... Phoenix. Phoenix, Memphis, and I'm going to say Minnesota. I'm not giving them a shot. Yeah, probably not. But um, Carl Anthony Towns is saying the right things going into the season. Um, What's my, he saying? My, my, my main difference... Oh, he's just saying people are sleeping on us, keep sleeping, and he's, he's motivated and he's going to be a leader. Unfortunately, Wiggins, as we were all laughing at him, looks like an absolute disaster. Um, I put Rockets as one of the top finishers. Like... Regardless of what you think of them, they're going to be a good regular season team, right? They're good last year, and they have, in the short term, I mean, 
knowing you, you'll probably say um, Westbrook is a downgrade on Chris Paul, but he, he probably will be an upgrade, even if he is a worse three-point shooter. Um, Rockets, you've got to at least count on them to be a good regular season team, right? Yeah. Like Harden's so good. Um, uh, spoiler alert for what's coming up from me. Let's go um, Nuggets. This is, my, this is mine. One Nuggets. Just because I don't think Nuggets are good. We agree. But they'll win the most games. Um, two yeah. Rockets. Three Clippers. Four Lakers. Five Jazz. Six Trailblazers. No one's really rating the Trailblazers. Like 538 was giving them like a 38% to make the mm. um, playoffs Again, like that. They're a good so, regular season team. I don't think they're good, but they're a good regular se- season team. For some reason, they came out bad in my thing. But even though... My head says otherwise. My head says they're way better than the number that they got. Um, and then Spurs and Kings, me making the bold prediction that the Warriors are not going to make it. Um, and then, oh yeah, I don't, I don't like the Mavs, the Timberwolves, or Thunder. I don't give any of them a chance. Um, but who knows? I'm, I'm kind of excited for the Thunder. Just like, I don't know. I think they should be out for revenge, and I'm kind of excited to see what they're doing. Who they are they going to revenge? Well, like Houston for taking away Houston, their bad yeah. contract. Chris Paul and Gallinari. I think you know? Chris, I think Chris Paul is just going to be sitting there waiting to try and get traded, right? Yeah, but oh, maybe. But they they seem like just a bunch of outcasts now. They are to me. But, yeah, but, I know. But the, the chance they're out for revenge. Oh yeah, if they were in the East, I'd be like, hell yeah, they're the third seed. But because they're in the West, I'm like, they're going to try to get revenge and get destroyed. Plus Gallinari, and I know you've got them on your fantasy team now. R.I.P. Um, will break down, guaranteed. Okay. It didn't last year. Um, that's interesting. And, and, and this is all comes with the caveat that just because you do well in the standings and become a high um, a high playoff team doesn't really mean a lot. Like, um, I mean, it, it helped the Trailblazers make it to the Western Conference Finals, but no one thought they were a serious contender for the championship. Um, we all probably... Um, we'll, we'll do our East and Western Conference finalists or our top two teams from each one soon. I, I also want to say another prediction is that Utah are capable of being like a top two seed for me. Are they capable of winning the champion, being one of the best teams though? I reckon. Do capable. You, do you reckon Nuggets, I guess, well, I guess we'll get to this, but do you reckon Nuggets are, are serious championship contenders? Yeah, I reckon. Okay. I reckon Denver and Utah both are. I, 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 I don't think so, but um, we'll, time will wait and tell. What? That's not an expression. Um, Eastern time Conference, give me your rankings. Go. Okay. Uh, based on my system. Number one. It would have been a good joke if you started explaining your system again. So what I do is I uh, I, <laughs> I take all the Eastern Conference teams <laughs> and I I give each the starting player... lineup and I give each player a score based on their statistics. Okay. okay. So Milwaukee came out on top as yes. the number one seed. I mean that's even a... though personally I think they've gotten worse since last year. Hmm. Number two, the Indiana no, the, the, Pacers. The, team, the, the number of good players they have has gotten worse, but the players will still be you know. Giannis will yeah. probably get better again as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, number two. This is crazy. The Indiana Pacers is, finished number two. That is crazy. Number three, it's that time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. Oh, you see Orlando Magic. Do you want me to play the play? music? Yeah, we're going into it. Number three. Sit down. Good to hear that sting. 
Welcome back for the um, second time this podcast. So my unbiased system has the Orlando Magic as the third seed in the East. Do I think that's high? A little bit. Am I high on the Magic this year? Heck yes. We got ourselves a squad, boys. We got everyone back from last year. <laughs> Plus and Markel Fultz. And Al Aminu and Markel Fultz. We got ourselves a squad. Congratulations. Um, now, but also, man, the vibe is so good in Orlando. So just yesterday, in fact, I, I, I should have really lined this up, but um, uh, Evan Fournier posted a uh, expectations versus reality uh, Instagram post where they were both him shirtless, um, one with him really tensing, and he had, like, crazy abs, and the other was him... Um, not tensing as much, but still with crazy ads. <laughs> like not and, nailing um, the meme format at all. No, but I kind of thought he was maybe intentionally doing it, and it was funny because it was like he's he's still very chiseled. I don't think he is. You, you look, it's a subtle joke where the joke is that he is. Ripped well, he said Instagram versus reality, and then he did two laughing emojis, which implies he knows something is funny. And um, I think he's just anyway, a traditional joke and not nailing it. I disagree. I think he's. He's a clever guy. <laughs> I did and, not um, think so. And anyway, so he got smart, some comments. Why can't he grow here? He got some comments from um, his teammates because his brain is like pushing all the hairs out of his <laughs> head. Too big. Um, Mo Barma commented on it um, saying, at Instagram, can we ban his profile for this? Terrence Ross, I'm about to unfollow you. Michael Carter-Williams, What's going on, man? <laughs> so, man, great vibe. Yeah. Even replied to Terence saying, hey, please don't unfollow me. I'm a great teammate. <laughs> and um, he replied to Michael Carter-Williams, my back hurt, bro. Don't know what that means. Shouldn't have read that um, or should have checked what it said before before I read it out loud. He wrote to Michael Carter-Williams, my back hurt, bro. Yeah. Because he's actually out with back spasms at the moment. Is he? I googled um I googled Orlando Magic and yeah they're big problem that they're they're highly touted and I don't, I don't think your prediction of third is I think it is yeah a bit too high but like it's not insane but um yeah the well, injury injury issues to start the um start the season no the reason I say it's not insane is because the East is um god awful again and there's two good also, teams I wouldn't make take, them, yeah I wouldn't look too much into preseason injuries because it's like especially back oh, totally, totally, totally totally that's totally. literally the main made up one for sitting guys out yeah yeah good point good point well it used to be um, back in when Tracy McGrady played um, yeah uh, and who did he play for the Magic so Bucks Sixers are both I think we can agree like championship contenders or at least highly touted to make the finals and probably be the Eastern Conference Finals teams right Bucks Sixers and then yeah probably it's just a bunch of garbage with um, I disagree. the Raptors, the Celtics, the Magic, and here's, maybe the Nets. Okay, here's the rest of my system-based rankings. Philadelphia 4, Boston 5, Toronto 6, Brooklyn 7, and the Chicago Bulls sneaking in at 8, ahead of Detroit, Miami, and then New York. But here's the thing. Well, New York, obviously. Last year, it backfired in my face by being high on the Celtics. But this year I'm doubling down, and again I think people are sleeping on the Celtics, man. Okay, well, Celtics are interesting because they're definitely good. They're like a well-rounded team with amazing defense. But I guess it just depends how good. It's the time for the young players to play, right? Because 
Kimber Walker is yes. not is not going to be like the you don't want him to be your best player. You want Tatum to be your best player. So let's hope he can develop into the the Kawhi style monster that we're hoping for. Um, I'm being a homer as well and saying Raptors are going to be the third best season, uh, third best team because they're actually all right and um, they're going to be. They're going to be everything that the um, Celtics are defensively, but with the added bonus of having a little bit more f- offensive firepower, I think. Uh, so I think Raptors and Celtics are a little bit above the magic, but all these teams are not good and none of them are really contenders. They're just fighting for that crappy trophy of being the third best team in the East, which I don't even know if that is a trophy at all. And if... Um, most of these teams probably no should, most of these teams probably shouldn't make the playoffs. Nets might be okay. Like they were a solid team last year. Add in Kyrie, who's maybe matured a little bit. After after scouting the Nets at their game against um, Franco, they Franco. Uh, let's let's put it this way: this year, look out for the Nets to be lob city. They. Basically, 90% of their shots oh, were lob attempts to Jarrett Allen and um, DeAndre Jordan. Are you sure Obviously, they were, they were playing yeah. a Brazilian team, but um, they just like put Karis LeVert in a pick and roll. So Kyrie was not playing. They give it to Karis LeVert, go pick and roll, and then he would just take one dribble off the screen and just lob it real high and uh, and then, yeah, lob city. That's great insight, man. Um, Bucks... Sixes are my two top two in standings and in goodness. You're 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 not saying that the Pacers and Magic are better than the Sixers. You're just saying you reckon they have a better regular season, or are you saying they're better? Well, this is just my system. I'm not. I'm not saying I've got nothing system, to do man. with it. Man. <laughs> what the numbers? The, the numbers are saying that the algorithm says the the Pacers. I'm saying the Pacers are going to be in the top three, it's but like, that's it's, bold. It's like it's like Facebook. You're like um, you're the Mark Zuckerberg of your algorithm, and no one understands it. Um, but instead of creating a billion dollar company that's now ruling the world, you've created a shit sandwich on a basketball podcast. Mm. Okay. And um, my 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 series is my standings is stealing your personal information as well, just yeah. like Facebook. I got bucks, I don't know how. sixes. Raptors, I've, I, I mean, I'm a homer there. I want the Raptors to do well, and I think regular season they will be good. I don't think they're a real serious contender, but like, shit, it's the East. They're going to wail on some crappy teams. Celtics are going to be a little bit better than last year, but not much because I think they're going to really miss Al Horford, but like defensively they're going to be good at least. Um, Magic, uh, the best of the rest. Um, Nets. Wait, where do you have Magic? Uh, fifth. Um, wow. Um, wow, controversial. I, I, I yeah, just, I I've like just, it. I've just always hated on the Magic quite hard, and just don't think their players are quite there. But they're definitely developing. And the bar, this is a low no, bar. No, Pistons pretty good. Pistons? Huh? Didn't you pick the? Pistons? No, I was saying, I was saying the fifth is pretty good for the Magic. Yeah, fifth is all right. Them. But what I'm saying is like it's the we're really in it from third down. It's like these teams are are not serious contenders. They're yeah, a bit of a joke. Um, yeah, I just kind of don't rate the Pistons. Neither do I, but you know, I, 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 seem, I rounded out with Pistons Nets as my last two picks. Just they just seem a bit outdated, don't you think? Like having yeah. Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond as your stars. It's it just seems kind of weird having these like I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a depressing team that no one's excited about. I'm excited about the Heat and see what Jimmy Butler does because he's yeah. Like, do you that, hear about him starting at three AM? Like what is going on there? 
Yeah, that's crazy. He claims he's doing he's starting his workouts for practice. It starts at like ten or eleven. He starts at he starts at three a.m. Which seems mm. like a real bad idea, and so other players have started showing up at four a.m. This is just like classic, like Jimmy Butler, who when he was with the Bulls was one of the most likable, balanced, funny, interesting players in the NBA. Seems to I, just, he's, I agree. He's turned into like this crazy novelty freak show in like two years. I love him still, and I yeah, I, I can't believe I'm so gutted he left the um, Sixers because I thought. Man, if you just if you lose in seven games to the champions, why wouldn't and the champions break up? Why wouldn't you run it back and win, you know, an easier year the next year? But anyway, that he's he's made his choice. He wants to go win and whatever he's done. Um, but um, I think the Magic are climbing the table main um, because yes. they're improving, but also because the table is just slipping away. And as I said, the the quicker they get rid of conferences, the the better. Um, who's your MVP pick? Uh, I'm going, I don't know if this is bold or not. I think it's kind of bold. I'm going to go bold pick, uh, and say Nikola Jokic. Oh, I say the the Nuggets are the one seed and yeah, he just gets it. So it's, it's interesting you bring that up because I hate the MVP award and I've finally come to terms with the fact that it's best statistical or best season is what it is. It's not best player. It's not best who you want to have on your team in the playoffs. It's best statistical season or best season. And Jokic, the last few years, it's been really stats focused. Like it's like if you put up crazy huge stats like Westbrook and Harden have, you're in for a good chance. And um, Mm. they really just look at the numbers. And I'm worried that Jokic wouldn't do the numbers. I'm just trying to think of the last time a player won and wasn't necessarily like a... I mean, they're always going to be statistically elite, but wasn't necessarily like an obvious statistical standout. Like maybe maybe just like one of LeBron's heat seasons or something like that where he's very good and people know he's the best player in the league, but like he w- didn't have the best stats and was only scoring 24 I, a game or something. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I, I'd, I, I'd love, to, I'd love my, to see it. Yeah. I kind of also want to change now and say Steph Curry. Yeah. So... Yeah, Curry's an interesting one just because depending on how hard he tries and normally he doesn't win it because A, he's got um, uh, Durant splitting the vote with him and B, because he doesn't go a hundy because he's getting ready to win the finals. This year he's not getting ready to win the finals. So um, there's no reason for him to not possibly, you know, challenge James Harden for the scoring record. Yeah. And it's it's exciting to see Curry unleashed, eh? My two picks are Curry and Jokic. Well, my pick, my pick is um, Jokic. I think is definitely. I just haven't. It makes sense, and I guess he was high in the by the end of the year. But yeah, I just completely forgot about him. Um, I reckon Harden's is going to do another massive season, and you know they'll feel a bit bad about not giving it to him last year. Not that I think he deserved it, but um, Harden will be right there. It, it, it just depends, I guess, on how well their teams do. My my thing with Curry is that I don't think the Warriors will be good enough, and Jokic. Well, yeah, if the Nuggets had the best record in the West, or and potentially in the NBA, then, um, yeah, why not? I think Harden has a, full, a, a down year. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I thought that last year, and then they started bad, and he had to he had to do everything. Um, defensive player of the year? Any, did you do that one? I forgot that was an award. I just put You I say one, and I'll put one. Embiid. I'll say... Put I'll in Jokic say, for the one too. He gets way better. <laughs> no, I'm going to go bold prediction. Mitchell Robinson, sophomore of the <laughs> New New York Knicks. <laughs> okay, this is very bold. Um, rookie of the year. 
I got Zion. I reckon he's going to sit out, so I'm saying Ja Morant or Dark Horse. Ja Morant. Ja Morant, sorry. Oh, I tried. Jamal? No, I said Ja Morant. I tried oh, to say his uh, name right. You know. No, no, you might have said it right, but I Laundry Fields. Um, Tyler Hero, Dark Horse. He looked yeah. exciting in, in preseason, and the who knows what's with the heat. So, you know, why not? It's, it's, you, you normally a rookie, te- a rookie of the year is on a bad team, and um, heat, heat are going to be, yeah. There's going to be some assistance. Okay, there. my Dark Horse is going to be uh, either PJ Washington of the Charlotte Hornets or... Yeah, that's a good call. This is a real dark horse, Jordan Poole of the Golden State Warriors. Okay. Yeah. Someone's got to score on the Golden State Warriors. Oh, oh I guess they got Russell and Curry shooting all the shots. It's gonna be, the Warriors are going to be so crazy. Like They're going to have a lot of games. I guess, I guess they did this before um, when it was the Splash Brothers before Durant showed up. But um, Warriors are going to have games where like Curry scores like 45 and um, Russell has like you know 30. You know, like they're just going to have like two guys shooting all the shots. It's going to be pretty fascinating. Um, yeah. Worst team in the league. Uh, according to my my system, uh, accessing database data, according, crunching. According to my system, it is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, on paper, Cleveland, in, on heart, in my heart, New York Knicks, baby. They're going down. They got 12 really? power forwards and, um, and a couple of rookies. They're just such a hilarious shambles that I'm like, they'll find a way to explode. Like, even, though, even though the stakes are zero and the um, uh, expectations are zero and they can only go up, they'll somehow find a way to go down. That's what I love. I really doing. disagree. I th- the system has them at the 11th seed. Uh, out of the fifteen, and they uh, you mentioned them as like a playoffs threat. <laughs> yeah, they're a playoffs. I realize, threat. I realize, my core is bold, bold, well, not bold to root against the Knicks, but bold to predict them as the very worst team because there's a, there's a couple of shockers out there. But yeah, Cleveland is pretty dire. Um, For me, it's between Cleveland, Charlotte, and Memphis. The name of this podcast being that different. Oh, definitely, those are those are hot favorites. Um, this podcast is called Advanced Analytics. As you can probably tell by the podcast, it's a bit of a joke. But Paul now is trying to dabble in his own algorithms. I mean, algorithm might be a bit of a strong word. But what's hilarious about that, and we talked about this yesterday, is that Paul, just in real life, not we didn't do it, record a podcast yesterday. Paul f- hated maths at school. Dropped out as quick as he could, didn't care at all, and now you're into basketball and analytics and want to do some analytics. Do you not kind of regret that a little bit? No. Well, if like, you, imagine if, if you I had, can't figure something out, you just use your calculator. No, but you need to understand how like the numbers are calculated. Like you can't just use a, it's. It's not just adding up stats normally. That the way analytics actually works. What if this is your passion? What if this is what you're born to do? You've clearly got an eye for it. Why you just need the mathematical foundations? Nah, man. Just use your heart, and uh, it's like being a musician but not knowing how to like read music or play an instrument. No, I don't think there's that much maths. Like, and and, and basketball statistics—it's literally all maths. Nah, man. The people who hired are literally math. Have you not seen Moneyball? They're not hiring like old men with just a feel for the game and a love of the, a, a love for the um. The the le- what do you call the ball in baseball? Leather, leather on wood. That sounds mm. bad. Anyway, um, we're almost there. Wrap- even- Sorry. Um, 
no, go back to school. Do some on. do some maths, man. I recommend it. I hate maths. I'm not doing no maths. No, you love it. It's your. It's what you're born to do. This is like a Billy no, Elliot story, not. where you're like the it's coal not. miners. I'm like the mum who's like, go do some dancing, Billy, and you're the coal miners going dancing's for gays, Billy. And it's like, who are you going to trust? The homophobes or your mum who's lovely? Your mum. Um, Eastern Conference um, Finals. Who you got? Uh, okay, this was down. This became on my uh, system. This was more just like opinion based. It's, it was yeah. harder to do this. Oh um, yeah, no you, no, you have to because you know that even if you pick the Sixers for fourth, if they're healthy, Embiid has got to be one of the best players in the NBA, and is going to even if they finished eighth, you'd be like, man, he's going to cause damage in the playoffs. Um, yeah, who you got? Um, oh, I don't know, man. This is the I easiest got... one that anyone's ever predicted ever. Okay, Bucks. Um, I'm going to say Bucks. Sixers. Sixers. Yes, thank you. Um, I, was, I, I like to throw the Raptors in there just to be a troll, but yeah, it's going to be Buck Sixers. I don't even know why I wrote Raptors down. That's embarrassing for me. Um, that's pretty much a lock, unfortunately. It's a bit like the NBA, um, the Warriors making the finals last year. Uh, pretty I don't much think guaranteed. it's a lock. Now, this, Buck Sixers? Yeah. Who, who's going to upset the Bucks or the Sixers besides injuries? You, man. Look out for these Indiana Pacers, man. But they've got, the, the problem is they've and... already got injuries. I'm telling you, look out for these Boston Celtics and look out for these Raptors. Yeah, no, I don't. I just don't. And look out for this pure magic. Nah, Bucks Sixers. Okay, Western Conference Finals. Now it goes from being the easiest call to impossible. Like Western Conference Finals could be, it could be. Let's look at it: Lakers, Clippers, Rockets, Nuggets, Jazz. And then one Warriors, Trailblazers, Spurs, Kings. But like, there's five teams there that seem like it would not be crazy to say those teams. So who have you got? You go first. Clippers, Rockets. And I changed about eight times. I was just taking stabs. Everyone likes the Clippers. So even though I've predicted it to be harder for Kawhi this year, um, I I just shoved the Clippers in there because I didn't want to shove the Lakers because they're they're not as well balanced or they're not as. I mean, I said Clippers got depth problems, or not depth problems, but like are not as good as people think they are, or not as not as um, well rounded as people think they are. The Lakers, um, who I always like to bet on LeBron, um, the Lakers are really, really shallow unless they get some pickups. Okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, I like how you hadn't pre-decided hmm. this. Well, I, I have got it written down, but this was months ago, and yeah, I just. I feel like the Clippers are going to be really good, mm. and they're not one of the two. So I might Denver are one of the two. So I'm going to maybe replace Denver with the Clippers, and say Clippers Warriors. Whoa! So you previously had Denver Warriors. Yeah. So I said Warriors. I may I just punched the Warriors in the face by saying they're not even going to make the playoffs. But you yes, didn't, you didn't even really respond to that. Yeah, my prediction is they win it all with um Clay Thompson coming back. Whoa, 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 whoa! Saving the best till last. Wait, okay. So just rewind two seven. So you had Nuggets versus Warriors, and now you've changed to Clippers versus Warriors, and the Warriors are still going to beat the Clippers and then win it all. Yeah, Clay Thompson comes back before the playoffs. That's too hot for me, man. I can't handle that, man. That's too. Wait, so Clay Thompson comes back and it's just great. You got to remember that most of Clay Thompson's value, besides three point shooting, is like his defensive stopping, and he's going to be have missed basketball for like months. 
Yeah, I think he's already well ahead of his like his like I saw a video of him on a balcony like lifting some weight. <laughs> he's looking good. Guys, breaking news. Call up Adrian Wojnarowski or whatever his name is. Paul has seen a video of Clay Thompson on a balcony. Didn't say it was a video. <laughs> it was. It was. A, it was a video. <laughs> a gif. A um. A TikTok. I don't even know what a TikTok is. I don't know why I tried to make that reference. Um. He's seen a clip of of. of why is he filming a video of him lifting weights as well on a balcony? It's embarrassing. He wasn't filming it. Someone else was. Or again, I didn't say it was a video. So I he told a mate. He told a mate. He's like, "Hey, man, film this. This will be real cool." <laughs> oh, he didn't. No, is me being surprised. And I know you don't value my opinion highly. Not putting you off a little bit. No, well, I think it's kind of bold, and it depends a lot on Clay Thompson coming back. I yeah, but think. even then, I'm like, yeah, Clay Thompson coming back's huge, and. But even Clay Thompson, like he comes back and he's going to be 70, 60 percent, you know, think, of himself. I think uh, I disagree. I and I think Willie Cauley Stein underrated pickup for them, uh, and I think they've got some exciting young guys now with um, Eric Pat Pashel or something. They weirdly, they we, I mean, if if it gets better if Thompson comes back, but they weirdly still lack three point shooting, which is funny for the most famous three point shooting team in the league. And they also their defense looks a little. I bit... think Curry, Clay, and Russell—that's pretty good three-point shooting. Um, well, we don't know if Clay's coming back or how good he's going to be coming back, and not really because they don't really have that. Um, like the the way a modern NBA team works is you have a ton of long guys who play defense and then you shoot threes. The somehow the Orlando Magic have pioneered that this is not going to be their strategy; that it's going to play real good defense and then have some weird Euros try and score inside. But like that's how the Warriors, that's how the Warriors kind of played with Durant. That's how they play. That's how the Raptors played last year. Like that's generally the rule of how you try and win. I know players have different parts or something like that. The Warriors don't have like, um, they've got centers that can't space the floor, which causes problems. And they have now, the Warriors for the last few years, their secret that you don't really talk about because they've got so many other good points, is their defense. And without Durant, without um, uh, Andre Iguodala, um, you know, there's just a few players that are now missing. They don't have, I mean, I know they haven't had Harrison Barnes for two years, and Iguodala was getting old as well. But, you know, like just, the defensive X factor probably isn't there. They're going to be really bad without Thompson, probably. Um and then, um, and then even e- e- even when he comes back, and you know they're just not going to be able to defend well enough or shoot well enough. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. I think people sleeping on the Warriors. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, that, that's very bold. Um, and who are they going to beat in the finals? Uh, the I guess the Bucks. Okay, I'm picking. Well, no, I guess the maybe the Sixers. I'm going to say Sixers, maybe. I feel like we kind of peaked with you picking the Warriors, but um, I'm going to come out, throw it out there, and say that it's going to be um, Rockets Sixers in the finals, and I reckon the Sixers are going to win. I know they have probably gotten worse this year. They've lost JJ Redick, who you know is a declining asset, but he was still like a a good stretch player on a team that lacks shooting, and they've lost um, Jimmy yeah. Butler, who was their driving force. But I'm like, I believe I was just shook by how good Embiid was last year. Even though he had a bad series against the Raptors, he was so impactful. And when he played well, he just obliterated them. And they were a good team, obviously. Um, 
I, I, I believe in Embiid, and I, I still believe in Simmons, even though he hasn't shown it yet. Um, yeah, I, I rock uh, sixes over Rockets. Yeah. The one thing I'll say about sixes is, man, they lack depth. Like they've got, yeah, you know, they've got all their three players, such a stacked starting five. Yeah, and then uh, nothing. And then, yeah, really not a lot. Like the Lakers, but, um, they'll just try and pick up some some rat bags at the at the deadline or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, shocking, thrilling, exciting, controversial. That is the um, advanced analytics podcast. Unless you've got anything more to say, or was that like two hours long? As an as an hour and a half long, but wow. of, of quality. Yeah. Okay. Of, good. Well, because no, we haven't. People can listen to it broken up. They don't have to listen to it all in one. And um, yeah, it's like a movie. Well, we haven't done a podcast in a long time, so it's good to be back. Yeah, I enjoy listening to to me, and I'm me. Yeah, that's true. I I, I'm my own harshest critic, and uh, my my biggest criticism so far: too humble. You know, what a great Mm. podcast! What a great time to be alive. Guyandpaul@gmail.com if you want to email us. We always at the start of the season promise how many great stings and segments and stuff we're going to va- make up for the season. Who knows what we're going to do this year? Let's under-promise and over-deliver. How about we do that? Next week, we're going to talk about the NBA experience. experience. Orlando, Florida. We went there. We paid $75 US to get in an experience of the NBA. Yeah. We stood next to a cardboard cutout of none other than Carl Anthony Towns. I got a photo taken with a kind of wax figurine of Commissioner David S- oh, Silver. What's his name? <laughs> uh, David Silver? Silver. What's his last name? Adam Commissioner Silver. Commissioner Silver. Adam Silver. Commissioner, Commissioner, Commissioner Silver. Adam Silver. Also, because they had a... They had a oh, we'll, we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. Um, the NBA experience. Holy shit. What an experience. What a time. Um, not in a good way. I don't think. But, oh, I thought in a good way. Um, thank you sincerely to everyone who listened and have stuck with us. Well, the, um, and it stuck with us through all the technical difficulties. Um, until next time, I've been Guy Williams. And I'm, I still don't do that. Yeah! <laughs>